Hello and welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Wael Hattar. With me today is Rami Zaydain, who's the VP at Angami. Hello. Hi, Wael. So as a lot of you would know, Angami is a digital, originally music-based platform that has now extend, expanded into podcasts as well as some television experimentation. And we're going to be talking to Rami about the overall digital scope and why they've moved on to podcasts as well and how the podcast world is in general outside of our little world. Hello, <laughs> let's get it on. Um, so it's a very interesting topic. Um, about seven years ago, exactly, uh, Angami kicked off in the Middle East because there was a big gap in the music scene. Music here was available through social platforms. You discover songs on Facebook and YouTube and hence and so forth. But the experience was still very outdated. It was MP3s on CDs or MP3s on USBs or it was still CDs that you would buy from the store. And globally, it started taking off in the streaming era and in the personalized and digitized where data and algorithms sort of takes over. And that ser- those services were not available in, the, in our regions. And that's how it kicked off. The mission was to kill piracy and make the music consumption uh, experience easier in the Middle East in particular. That's how we kicked off. Um, and just because of a little background, before Anghami, was there anything else streaming at all? Is it like a locally produced something or is it brought in from the outside? No, there were a couple of websites here and there, but nothing that had scaled at the time. And there was nothing on mobile. Mm-hmm. And if you see today, the, mo- the bulk of the traffic is being consumed mobile. And it's only because obviously mobiles are getting more and more advanced. When we kicked off, we were still on iPhone 4. We're on iPhone 10 now. So, so uh, the opportunity was how can we scale this experience? And today we're, we're safely the only Arabic regionally based streaming service uh, in this region for this region, uh, serving Arabic and international content. Uh, we even have K-pop for, for the lovers of K-pop and, on, and all that stuff. And with 70 million registered users, 30 million songs on mobile, on TV, in CarPlay, on everything, on PlayStation 4. We're on every single device that plays it. So not only a globally standard, regional-founded uh, company with music library of 30 million songs, we're also technologically advanced. The way the product has, has been developed has also been developed for this region. If you compare us to a Spotify or to a Deezer, the app experience is completely different. We have chatting because people love to share a lot one-to-one. Uh, we have connection with Snapchat because people love the, uh, the bitmojis and the characters that they create, and they use that as their cover photos, and they use that in chat. We have stories. We have Radar, which is our own version of Shazam, because why do you want a Shazam on a different app and then copy the name? And so it's all in it. We have voice command for when you're driving. Um, So it's been designed for the people in this region. We have sleep timers. We have alarm clocks. It's not just find the song. Put aside the personalization element. So seven years of data that really allows us to know what what people like and sort of put that in. And the final piece is because we are all from this market, we've also been very passionate about the rising community. Um, So we've been very close with the artists that are trying to get their way into streaming, to try and get streams. We've worked with them. We've done playlists for them. We've booked them in events. We've produced music with some of them. We created the Angami Cypher, for example. We worked with Ala Werdi, and we did the evolution of Arabic music. It's a... It was a creative project to promote our Arabic variety, but it ended up being a viral video with over 20 million streams. Between. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really one of the good ones. Um, and, as the, and as we evolved, we started realizing that the world outside is evolving. 
And we wanted to make sure that, like many things in MENA, we don't follow global, but we try to beat global. Why? Because we, the Middle East generally is considered a much smaller region compared to like China or the States mm-hmm. or Europe in, in, in general. Yeah. So you get away with things. You get away with trying things with, with less harm. Um, so we saw, we started seeing a trend when we started seeing uh, video platforms being fragmented and divided into 10 million places. We started reading about podcasts and how it's a $400 million industry today to become a $2 billion industry in the next two years. And we started asking why and how. Um, podcasts became our first entry into... Before, before we start getting into this, I still have a few questions just because of marketing interests and Go things. I know, is this a PR spiel that you've memorized? Is yeah, kind of... yeah. I'm, I'm automated now. Um, all right. First of all, before, because I still want to talk about some of the, the digital landscape. First of all, you said that this is kind of created from the area, for the area, by the area, and, and supporting the area, which is brilliant. Um, are your listeners mostly just the Arabs or just the kind of one certain area or, or now that you've been here for I don't I don't speak iPhones so I don't know how many years four to ten is but I'm assuming you throw it away every half a year yeah. so um, so yeah so so has are you guys do you have I don't know a- Asians and Europeans and Americans and whatever it is listeners or do you even have that info or is it just Arabs or is it based on the music that you guys stream mostly so we don't collect nationality data uh, I'm not sure if that's a good move or not. But today, if you look at the music consumption, the current segmentation that we have, again, some of the automated stuff I know, um, define the nature of our users. Mm-hmm. For example, half of our users listen to international music. Half of our users listen to international music. The other half listens to Arabic. So the consumption, you've got the westernized minds that are listening to, you know, Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar and Drake. And Hansel, and you have the Arabic people who are listening to the Elisa's and the Nazi Ashram's and the Nasif Zaytun's and Hansel and so forth. And there, in some places, there are clear segregations, only Arabic and only international. Um, we see that the young audience has more passion to the international content uh, and we have some insights uh, on that front uh, but we also see stuff like the young trying to listen to the latest music while the older generation are still listening to the music that they've been used to so we start looking at our depth and breadth of our library of what's being consumed because if only the new on top is being consumed we're in trouble because 30 million songs then means nothing um, and if we need to dig back the content from say the 90s we weren't present in the 90s so our data doesn't know what was trending so it needs to be manual Um, so we start breaking it down as such um, and laying it out accordingly and then building it out and we see that across all the markets even in Egypt you have a big international base Uh, in Jordan it's a big Arab base in Syria it's a big Arab base and the rest of the market is sort of almost 50-50 across the board Um, And, and does that translate to your information about podcasts which we'll be getting into later we haven't seen any correlation yet between music and, and podcast listeners. Uh, we literally, we actually launched podcasts back in September 2018. Um, and the, the, the angle from there was let's get it technologically right. Because mm-hmm. we had to teach the machine to read out of RSS feeds. 
we had to develop various features for podcasters that wasn't there. Stuff like the media player of podcasts, yeah. you know, the speed of talking or skipping 10 seconds, 15 seconds, you missed, if you missed a point or something. Uh, there were a lot of things that we needed to fix. Uh, show notes, uh, adding video to, to it. Uh, and that took us a year to put together because our system just knows music. It knows hip-hop, it knows rap, but it doesn't know the difference between health and society or, or, or yeah. all that stuff. We need to program it. And we had to work a lot on, curation, on curating content. The good news is there's a lot of content creators from this region. There's a lot of English content creators that are based from here in the UAE. There's a lot of Arabic content creators that are based in Saudi. So those two markets are the most mature at least from what we've been discovering. Um, so what we're really excited about in launching a campaign coming up is to try and harvest and see how many music listeners from Al-Ghami are also listeners of podcasts and what is going to be the balance. Are people not on Al-Ghami because they're listening to podcasts elsewhere and we get them podcasts and they're going to start listening? Is it going to be, are we going to start seeing you know, hip-hop heads listening to hip-hop podcasts or do people listen to podcasts that are just completely different education or society and social what we see most comedy is this going to allow us to play the comedy game mm -hmm. um, so there are a lot of entertainment genres and as we evolve in this direction we start thinking of Angami as an entertainment platform not just a music platform so we're really excited to start collecting this data as of now the data doesn't state doesn't give us a lot uh, but it tells us that at least less than 5% of the people who have found podcasts on Angami, because we're not promoting it yet, mm -hmm. who have found podcasts are really spending good time on it. So we're talking about two, three hours a week. We're talking about listening to full shows 28% of the time, this, which is high considered in digital. We're talking about you know listening in 20-minute 20, 20 windows because the infrastructure of this region is unlike the States. People are not on the road as much as they are uh, outside. So we're starting to learn the nit bits, uh, but hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have way more insights on that to get into 2020, which is the podcast year for us. Okay, and, and, and just a little step back before we, uh, we dive into our podcast conversation is the physical media. Yes. So you guys are like hardcore digital, been there for a while and pushing it all. And as people, and I guess as the younger generation, since we're in our <clears throat> and uh, we have we have CDs and not we're not talking about kind of kind of hipstery vinyl collectors yeah. but we're talking about like mass collection of DVDs and CDs and things yeah. like that which also have their own niche to them with papers and visuals and images that you don't necessarily and extras and stuff they don't necessarily get with the digital world per se so do you think that there's a way for physical to still survive? Is, is physical going to be happening, or is it just going to be streaming from now on kind of thing? My personal opinion on this is physical should die and die fast. Um, and I'm talking about physical content consumption and CDs and tapes and cassettes um, because we're in, we're, we are in a digital world, and okay. we are in a world where you just want to consume the content you love. And because of technology, the, content, the amount of content that's coming out, it's much, 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 much bigger. Right. So what the CD era and the cassette era, era did is it made a selection of artists that were vested by labels and A&Rs to choose who are the artists that you need to discover. Okay. What the digital world did said, no, you can listen to a Chance the Rapper. You can listen to a girl called Eliana from California who's from this region and sings in Arabic. You can listen to uh, Russ who just kicked off on his own by creating a song every week. And you don't need a label. So okay. you tend to choose who you want to listen to. And I think that's the power of digital. And that limitation that comes from physical must go away. 
That being stated, music, the music industry is not just streaming. The music industry is online streaming and app streaming. The music industry is live concerts. That's physical. That's experience. The music, the music experience is merchandising. That's physical. That's experience. The music experience is meeting greets and artist activations and stuff that we want to push brands to do like they used to do with MTV back in 1990s. So we want to bring that cycle back. And that's why we created what we call Anagami Sessions to sort of bring artists and try to engage with them. That's why we've done some activations with people like Maya Diab and Nassif Zaytun in Beirut to sort of start telling them that, look, please don't be digital artists. Don't be YouTube artists. Be musicians and be with your fans and let's do activations and let's do concerts and let's do that. And we've done a lot ourselves as Anagami, okay. uh, whether it be it's Step Music back in 2017 where we did a full day and we booked 18 rising talent, two stages, an indie, um, indie alternative uh, rock and our hip-hop stage. Jazz Festival, we booked two stages, we booked six artists. Uh, Akshinha in Abu Dhabi, we booked like 17, um, I think it was 10 artists from here from the region, Tiny... Uh, Moflo, Menon, uh, basically everybody that was here that was rapping. Um, so, and, and that's sort of the game. So the, f- the definition of physical is changing, okay. but the old, the old physical must die, must be replaced by the new physical. So if we're talking about it, you're not into the kind of the tactile CD, DVD kind of world, but rather the experiential. So if we say cinema and concerts, you guys are pro that. Yes, of course. So I would encourage. So I'm hoping from people. We know from data that people don't want to pay for music. And it's global. If they want to pay for music, us, Spotify, everyone will be billionaires now. But people don't want to pay for music. So if you were paying for CDs before, what do you want to pay for now? That's the question. And if you want a quality music experience and you want good quality music to keep coming, $5 a month is the cost. Right or uh, fifty dollars for a ticket for an event. Uh, when we did Kaigo event in 2017, it's a funny story. Uh, Kaigo at the time was very appealing to the young audience, and we started seeing. We had to double the amount of security because we had kids. We did it in Bush Park down next to Bush Khalifa. There were kids circling around, jumping into the lake, the fountain, swimming around, and then jumping over the fence to get in for free. And the ticket was like 250 dirhams. Or you had people trying to get their wristbands in in some way and then throw it over the fence. And so it's, it's that culture uh, that we want to change. Abroad, the culture is different. Yeah. People line up in tents before festivals, right? Um, so there's a lot of change in, in dynamics and music consumption. Uh, the good news is in this region, we've, we've, we've skipped a phase which is online radio, mm-hmm. right? So we skipped that. We, we went from cassette and CDs to streaming services. And we've also went a long way in scaling uh, to get people to now start acknowledging the power of streaming services. And when competition started coming in, we actually started growing in revenue because people started comparing and they found Anrami better. At least that's how we're explaining our numbers. And we've been growing even f- faster than ever before with that. So... It's, it's all changing, but what we did learn in the past six years is we can't force the consumer to change at our pace. Yeah. We're going to have to wait till they're ready. Uh, what can you do to support that? How can you, I guess, not necessarily the way they, they see the world, but at least in the, the most basic one is how to shift them from physical. And I'm talking about the, the little shops you have where you buy a CD with TV or songs that are 
a lot of them kind of pumped into it for like, I don't know, 10 dirhams or $1 or whatever it is in the different country that they're in. So that's that way of, of theft is still there, even though it's old school. How do you help that kind of move? So the good news, we believe this number is now very small. Mm-hmm. And it's in places like Lebanon, it's in places like Egypt, um, but it's hardly found in UAE, for example. But the Chinese ladies stopped coming? Yeah. Uh, at least no one has knocked on my door in the past three years. Uh, so so there, there, we, we, we've seen that this is getting out. And even cars, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't have cassette players anymore. And with car play now, you probably won't have CDs anymore. You won't have radio. Radio is going to be hard to find. So with time, technology is going to force the people to just get out of it. And not only that, data sensitivity is also another thing. Which is funny because in the human psychology, people don't want to consume music on the go because it eats their data, but they sit in a waiting area in a, I don't know, a telco service center and they open YouTube and they watch video, which is kind of funny um, because video consumes 10 times the amount of data. But mm. the, the gameplay, I think it's psychological and has to change. Our role here is to be consistent in our, in our path with innovation. If, you're, if you've been an Algami user since 2011, um, We've always had something new every six months. And it wasn't adding stuff just to add stuff. We tried doing expressions, which is TikTok, before TikTok came in. Uh, It wasn't part of our core business, so we couldn't sustain it. But people loved it. The youth loved it. Brands loved it because they could control many things. And then we started creating experiences and how advertising could be more entertaining. We created facial recognition technology. We created uh, 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 image recognition technology. So users had, went, had to open an Rami scan, a Marinda can, so that they can open up a spinning wheel and then the spinning wheel could the prizes. So we even innovated the ad so it's not intrusive and interruptive okay. and so, and so forth. So there is a big game of being consistent in how you evolve the product to get people to say, you know what, I love this. This is cool. There's all, you know what I mean? And, and you think, in, in a sense now, if we're going to compare it to the podcast, is, is there something that you guys are willing to try? You said you, you're, you're coming up with some marketing yes. tools soon to, to boost that up. But are you, in a way, I know, of course, in the end, you're, you're doing it to grow your, your listenership and, and kind of grow that base, but you need to grow the, the need for podcasts for that. Uh, you, if you, if, if in a type of way, if you build it, they will come. Look, I think um, globally, podcasts is being redefined as an industry. And and I go back to something I said a moment ago. In the Middle East, we generally skip phases, right? We go from TV to video on demand. And all this uh, TVO uh, system, we skip that phase uh, in this region, give or take. And the same is going to happen with podcasts. Podcasts abroad now is... A bunch of storytellers, just like us, a lot of us, um, that are just creating stories. There are thousands of them, and they're accumulating all of that. But 20% of them are making the money, right? But as, say, publishing starts taking a dive, look at print media, for example, and newspapers. As radio uh, anticipates a completely change in shift, radio today lives in the car, but the car is changing. So where is radio going? It's a big question. and you start looking at the type of, of, of stories that are coming in. In the past, it was mostly interviews, like the one we're having now. In the past, it was some guy like I do with my podcast. I sit on me and the mic, and we tell a story. But 
now there are serial episodes coming out yeah. there are sitcoms coming out there are there are podcasts that are becoming tv shows so we believe podcasts in the future is going to be three or four things number one is going to redefine journalism and number two it's going to redefine radio and number three is going to keep doing what it's doing with interviews and getting the stories out and then number four I don't know why I said four. This is basically three. I, I can add a four. For us, Hinn and I started this because of the lack of kind of honest communication and censorship yes. when it comes to marketing. Everything has to be shiny and which brilliant. Everyone is, loves right? everyone. Yeah. Which is what podcast is. It's, it's, it's uncensored, but it's coming in from people with intellect. That's what I love about podcasts because it's not easy to kick off a podcast. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I started a podcast is because I wanted to understand what goes behind it. And I've done... Uh, since May 21st, four episodes. As you can hear, ladies and gentlemen, he's been really pushing for us to talk about his podcast. So, Rami, tell us, what is your podcast called? Um, so, our podcast platform is called Hawil. Uh, Hawil, to Arabic means transfer or transform. No, 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 I'm not talking about Anghami podcast. What's your podcast called? Then we'll get to Anghami. That's my podcast. I thought you said we. Uh, we, me, and Big Hass. Oh, okay. So, so it's not so you. So, oh. Yeah, so it's not only mine. So here's the story. So I've, I used to be a hip-hop DJ back in the day. I was, I was like hip-hop, all, all in. And when I got married, I sort of had to disconnect. Uh, and then I got kids in the couple and so forth. But I've always had an act for storytelling. Um, and I wanted to get back to hip-hop in one way or another. So I wanted to start this. And my biggest issue was, I was, I was working with Enrami, obviously, is... Uh, People only know hip-hop as Tupac, Biggie, Migos, and Future, Eminem, and Drake, right? And for me, hip-hop is a culture. It's not a genre. It's how I was raised. So I wanted to tell that story. And when I started writing it, I'm comfortable talking in English. I'm not comfortable talking in Arabic. But half of our region uses their mobile in Arabic language and they speak Arabic. KSA is a huge hip-hop market now, just like North Africa. Um, So I sat with Big Haas, who's Saudi, host of a radio show, hip-hop show in Saudi Arabia on the radio and so forth. And I said, look, um, we were friends for a very long time. I have this initiative. I know you're very strapped with time, but this is my vision. This is what I want to do. But I'm going to record mine in English, have fun with it. But I believe if this is going to kick off, you have to be the face of it. And you have to do the Arabic. So I'll do the scripting. I'll recall I'll share with you. You do the Arabic and we'll pull it off. So it's a bilingual show? So it's bilingual. So every time we launch an episode, it's in Arabic and English together. Uh, we launch, so the story of hip-hop in Arabic and the story of hip-hop in English. Uh, and every episode goes out at the same time. And then we cut, it, we slice them down into their pieces and we put the little pieces on, on Instagram. So for example, 20 rappers you should know from the 80s and early 90s Every rapper, we put their story on Instagram, and then we have you know the podcast on the podcast. And now are the numbers between yours and his? It's irrelevant of him being more of a celebrity than you will ever be. But oh, he's <laughs> dwarfing me, man. I think uh, I think working with him was the best decision I've made um, because the people in Saudi love him and respect him, mm-hmm. and he's authentic. But do you as, think it's because of him as who he is, or is it because because of the Saudi market and the show being in Arabic that that his version of the show? It's being both. Arabic? It's both because there's. Here's what I discovered: there are a lot of people in Saudi because that's the that's like eighty five percent of our audience today. Um, there are a lot of people in Saudi who know hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like they correct us sometimes. Uh, no, this wasn't nineteen ninety two. This was nineteen ninety nine. And th- so, um, and 
coming from someone like Big House who's been in the hip hop scene for a while, it's authentic. Okay. So people will accept it sometimes. When we make, you know, uh, he once said uh, we were doing uh, an episode about mentors, mentors of hip hop, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Eminem and Fifty Cent, and he was like, "Yeah," and Fifty Cent's album "Get Rich or Try Dying," and the album is called "Get Rich or Die Trying." So people just started laughing. You know, it, it, you know, and Haas was like, yeah, I thought you weren't listening to my podcast. So it, it turned out like that. But what we really discovered is that while we tried at the beginning to push people to the podcast itself, people weren't going. Yeah. When we started slicing the content into one minute uh, audio notes and putting them on Instagram and IGTV, we have around 50,000 plays so far. So you're telling us and a lot of other podcast humans that it's good to put sound bites on our other alternative media yes but I, I think i have a much easier format mm. that allows me to slice a full story and put it out there um if but i definitely believe that sampling that experience on a platform like instagram goes a very long way because you hear it one more time then we started getting people asking us because sometimes the story is like one minute 30 seconds but instagram takes a minute mm-hmm. and we put a minute because then we can promote the post 10 15 dirhams whatever and then people come, where's the rest of the story? It's on the podcast. Mm. Ah, okay. And then, but I don't have time to listen for half an hour. Okay, it's on IGTV. So we started seeing people converting from the one minute to listen to more content on one minute 30. And then we started seeing jumps on the full podcast. Okay. So I think we're using Instagram to sort of get... Um, get the education out. But what we realize as well is that we're not the only people doing this. Yeah. There's us, there's a guy called The Wrapped One, there's Phenomenon, um, there's, there are a couple of people doing the same thing. The difference is they're writing in text, very small fonts, pictures on Instagram, we're doing it in audio. Okay. So now we're in talks of building sort of a hip-hop society and saying, you're writing anyway. Why don't you become Howard writers? Yeah. We'll build a blog, we'll build a website, and you start fueling this and... We all fuel the same thing. And, you know, if this becomes a hip-hop TX or the source or whatever, then everybody's happy. No one's sad about this. Then going to something you had said earlier that some of the people said, oh, I don't have half an hour to listen. Um, and now in terms of Al-Ghami, we've, we've, we've moved on from your show now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn it! I, I've, I've, I haven't had the... But if somebody wants to save something or, like, pause it, mm. can they not go back into oh, they it? Can. So, so the new player that we launched not too long ago as Anrami is it, it, it just saves where you stopped mm-hmm. and it probes you to continue. Okay. Right? So now, because our, our episodes are, bet- are around 45 minutes, more yeah. or less. Some of them, between 25 and 45 minutes. So some of them are longer. You, you do a bit, you stop, and you come back. I so, hope you do come back, yes. <laughs> so now we're pushing people to bookmark, like, okay. like they do on, on audiobooks. We don't have that feature yet, but the, but the app itself saves where you stop. So when you come back to it, it it, uh, it it takes you to where you saw you just continue. The interesting part is we started probing users to mm-hmm. continue. So you were listening to this. Do you want to continue now? So they might have closed and closed the app, yeah. and then when they open the app, we just surface it back to them to remind them to continue. So we're gonna look at those habits, and then because we can monitor when people are streaming. So are they streaming? When the mobile app is still, are they streaming when they're in the car? Are they streaming when they're walking or cycling from the speed of the mm-hmm. mobile, right? Um, we'll kind of creepy. Y- yeah, but it's anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, At least we'll know the percentage of people yeah. and how and when they're consuming. Because there are lots of research that says it's 50% in the car and 40% at home. It's 70% at home. And I don't know yeah. what. So 
I'm, I'm, we're curious to see how that rolls and our probing will be according. And if we see that the bulk of the podcasts are being played in the car, then we're going to have to redesign the player to okay. make it car friendly, right? So to make the buttons four times yeah. the size and make it less cluttered and so forth. So, and is this how you're attacking your marketing, new marketing initiative? So, no, in our marketing initiative, we're focused on teaching people what a podcast is. We believe that although there could be you know, I don't know, a million listeners in the region. I'm, mm-hmm. And this is very optimistic. Uh, if there's 200,000 listeners in the region, I think there's at least 2 million people that would be interested if they were just made aware of what it is, okay. right? So in our marketing campaign, we want to tell people what a podcast is. And then we want to start building the habit of podcasts. And the way we want to do it is we're going to start pushing the regional stories first, I mean, there are story, There are amazing podcasts, you know, the Joe Rogan, and there's Snoop Dogg, and then um, Sway, and there is some really, really cool stuff from abroad, but they are talking about stuff that is not about us. Okay. They're talking about something that happened in LA. They're talking about stuff that happened in I don't know where. So we want to push the local content. So we pull people in with content they understand and they can relate to. And because you're on Ramini Music Base, is it going to be... First, first and foremost, the, the musical podcasts that are going to get bumped up, or do we have a chance doing art and culture? Actually, <laughs> actually, it's it's sad because there isn't enough music content. Oh, okay. That's what that's why I started Howell, and it was a test to see you know if I start Howell with hip hop, can I inspire someone to start rock? Can I inspire someone to do Arabic? So there's an amazing uh, music magazine called Maazif, and they do a lot of indie coverage, and they do a lot of playlists and they do a lot of reviews about albums so we've been also on talks with them to tell them how can we create more content uh, there's a group called South they also produce so now they're working together and they produced an Arabic program called Dumtak that sort of takes it back and tells you about artists like Nahawan mm. who, who like not everybody knows Nahawan but there's history there so now there's Hawel and there's Dumtak and then um, I think Basil Meads is trying to do one on rock uh, so if this kicks off, then we're going to have music content and music editorial. And that's missing because there's no music PR here. Okay. When we want to PR content as Rami, we go to mainstream media, which is, which is really sad. So hopefully the music is an infrastructure that we need to build. So, but what we believe is we don't, we're not getting into podcasts because we want to build musical podcasts. Hopefully we will. But we want to get people to come into Rami for different reasons. Like uh, Ms. Tadfer did one about Chernobyl in Arabic, and they broke it down to detail. I listened to it. I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. Like, if we can get more of that, we can start getting people to come in uh, and listen to more stuff. Uh, and there's a lot of amazing podcasts. I listen to many of them. Um, is, is there one genre of podcast that is currently more popular than the other, or at least get it, is getting more attraction? Um, the, actually, there are two podcasts that are doing great, and we haven't even touched them or supported them or nothing in fact everything is just there on the app Uh, but i think they're being looked for there is an egyptian one which is a horror podcast uh by a guy called ahmed i think um it's literally him talking horror stories and stuff people are loving it Uh, and there's a dr sumeya uh that talks about health and, and and 
and she's also doing great. People are looking for her. I think she's an influential figure, so we're hoping to meet her soon. Um, but people are looking for her, and they found her on Rami, and they're sort of listening to her. Uh, but in general, what we're seeing is because the app now doesn't know what's better or what's different or what's what needs to be pushed, it's pushing everything equally yeah. to the it's people. Which had a, which, oh, I think, and it's going to stay like this yeah. because today in the first phase until we collect the data, we can't, it's going to be manual. Mm. So we've picked up 10 podcasts from every from every category, but that's all the podcasts, yeah. right? And we're going to start pushing them and, and start identifying. After we collect enough data, the machine starts taking over and then the man starts sort of probing stuff yeah. because the machine just reads data. It's never going to segregate. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, so I had to sort of listen to a lot of podcasts as I was making the shortlist, as I was trying to mix and match stuff. Okay, this and this podcast are similar. So if you want to recommend, put them together. This and this podcast are not similar, although they're in the same category. This podcast is listed in in health, but it's actually social. So don't put it under health. So there's oh, a lot of listen that. to a lot of podcasts. I mean, Hin and I listen to Hin more than I do to some mm. podcasts, but we haven't gone through the amount that you have. But at least I think we're not as... We, I know we're niche in general. Mm. Mm. It's because it's arts and culture compared to most of... I think most of them are more lifestyle. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a weird place to be when... But, but yeah, so going back to... Sorry, to be a, honest, if you look about arts and culture, there's a lot of events here. Yeah. And if you look at what, what we talked about as in the evolution of journalism, we were having a talk today about... Okay, how are we going to start creating more content? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have our studio here open uh, Sundays to Thursdays after hours for like two hours, six to eight, um, for whoever doesn't have the means to record, to come and record here. But then how do we get more content out? Mm-hmm. We get invited to sponsor events all the time. There is, um, you know, a gaming conference in Abu Dhabi. There is a, a motor show. There is always something. So now the filter of, but this is not music related, we can't yeah. get uh, get in, doesn't apply anymore. Exactly. So we're thinking of finding a solution of where we can be present in every single event and come out with a podcast. But guess, guess here's what's going to happen. Every time we do that, we're going to have to call a podcast from our from our uh, pool of podcasts and say, look, we are in a arts and science or arts and society event. Do you want to come and do something with us? You be the face. So there, it, it starts we start pushing the content creators because even globally, it's about the content creators. The $400 million that are outside now are going to the content creators and not going to the platforms. The power sits with the content creators today. I mean, true. The same way you were talking earlier about how you, you use the musicians and you create events with them, the same way you're, you're linking to the podcasters and having them. And, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, it was um, a, few, a few months ago when you, you also experimented with television and you did uh, Game of Thrones yes. with, with Wavo. And I know that's a whole different kind of world and you guys are still experimenting with it. So we can skip that whole bit for now <laughs> and get back to it in, I don't know, a couple of years when we have this okay. chat again. Uh, yeah, so, so, so that's, that's an interesting kind of way of, of, of you saying you're going to bring them versus necessarily trying to make your own because yeah. a lot of people think, no, it's just in-house, we'll do, our own. we'll do our own 10 podcasts and push it versus using the ones, especially that, I know now that it's quote-unquote trending. You have, uh, let's say if there's 100 podcasts in the Arab world, 85 of them just started kind of last year, yeah. and just a few and others have been around for five-plus years. So it's, it's also good. It's, it's a good learning to know from people just kind of the different things, especially that um, a lot of us have kind of seen the digital level evolve and the yeah. people of, of listening to it and, and kind of that. Um, 
But then to kind of wrap up my little blurb and go back to something more informational is that, do you think this, is there a length? Because a lot of people, we ask ourselves and we check it, is there a, a length that people are going through? Or do you think also that's changing or depends on the type of content that's there? So we feel from the data we've collected, we've had, a, I think, 150,000 people listen to podcasts since we've started. Um, we feel 20 minutes to 30 minutes is a sweet spot. Mm. 20 minutes is the sweet spot right now. Now, I don't know if this is because... Is toilet time? Yeah, shower time. Um, but he, here's the interesting thing. I don't know if this is the true uh, sweet spot because remember, when we kicked off in September, we imported a lot of old content, Yeah. right? Um, so people started exploring and until they got hooked to one or two playlists. But again, if you look at commute time, uh, people don't compute. I, my commute to, to home, I'm, I'm not the perfect example, but it's literally nine minutes, yeah. right? Uh, door to door. So so um, it's going to be interesting to see how that breaks down. And then it's going to be interesting to see how the content of podcasters starts evolving. Because everybody's creating a lot of content, but the numbers are not big anywhere. Mm. There are a couple of podcasts that we saw that are getting 100,000 plays or 50,000 plays. Um, so, but their content is like 20, 30 minutes, right? So we're trying to, 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 to identify that and then maybe start huddling around once a year, maybe hopefully more with the MENA podcast forum that we did and start talking about that and how can you break it down? And if you don't, if you don't break down your episode, can you, break, can you restructure your episode so that every 20 minutes you sort of enter a new phase in the discussion or, or whatever so that the consumer comes back? Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to understand that. But one thing's for sure: um, we don't think one hour is um, equ- the one hour format here to people is equ- equivalently same experience as it is outside. The thing is, uh, so now because we've moved away from the sweet spot, we're about I'm assuming 37 minutes in. Yeah. So unless I edit your your whole. How will uh, part out? <laughs> but as you can see, sometimes some some at least for us. Um, we have had kind of interviews and, and chit-chats that were around the, the, mm. the 25, 30-minute mark, but we can't get any lower. Mm. Uh, anything less than 20, you have the Habibi, hello, marhaba, I'm sure for five minutes, and then it's gone. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's, I guess, but, but for us, at least we have our listeners and we have good numbers, so but, but we know that it, it, it can still function in, in the 30, 35 to 45-minute base. Look, I, I, again, I, I still don't think there are mm. bold rules here. Uh, if a story is interesting and it's two hours, people are going to listen to it. Uh, but he, here's what I'm saying. If, if we look at the structure of our conversation, uh, we started talking about Anghami, digital space, digital experience, physical and non-physical. Then we had another chapter where we talked about how well. Then we started another chapter where we talked about podcasts. You have two or three topics. If you break that down and you put it, I don't know, on, 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 on multiple platforms, the short parts, eventually people are going to catch up and say, look, I'm taking this in bits and pieces. Where's the full thing? Give it to me. Um, and here it becomes a game of how are podcasting podcasters really marketing their podcasts, yeah. right? Not a lot of them are doing uh, social content. Not a lot of them are even talking about the podcast that they're doing um, at all. Yeah, uh, that's, that's very true. So, so today, and um, I was having a conversation uh, with Shirag, and we were talking about why don't we cross-promote, like what we're doing now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from MAFM podcasts. They have uh, Tech Tree, uh, Vegan podcast. Um, 
Shirak, don't kill me. They have, they have a couple. They're one of the big ones here. Um, he has. A, he told me he's doing 12 podcasts now for himself and for brands, which is great. Um, so we st- and I said, why don't we do this? His his point of view was unlike music, you can't just put rappers together mm-hmm. on a song. Here, unless the topic is relevant, you know, if Rana Nawaz hosts me on her one woman win. It's gonna be nuts. It's completely out of context. So it's harder. Yeah, I mean, us hosting you now because we're talking about, I guess, the podcast idea in general and and the kind of the cultural space that, of, of music that it makes sense, works. right? So how can we start matching those and then pushing people to create content uh, for each other? And then is there a way where and do a lot of a lot of us as podcasters now are doing it part time? Yeah. So they don't have time to say. Okay, Bass is doing a great podcast about whatever. I'm doing this. What if me and Basil come together to create a rock podcast, mm. right? So Bass has been trying to do it for a while. Is it time? That's that's his challenge to kick it off, or is he just producing the whole thing and he wants to launch it? I don't know yet. But that becomes because of time. Um, so our our goal at Anrami is to say, look, if we're doing twenty, thirty thousand listeners every single month now. How can we become half a million in the next six months? Because when the numbers kick in, people are going to start saying, hmm, I can make money out of this. Hmm, I can put more time on this. Mm. You know what I mean? There becomes an incentive when the machine is working. And now you have other platforms that just feature you on the front page and stuff, but that doesn't reflect into streams. And, you know, that's just fluff. So that's the main role. How can we scale the number of listeners educate and make people aware that we have podcasts and then get them to spend more time and then push podcasters to create more content. Because if we just now tell podcasts to make more content or try to, it's not going to work. We have to, we have to build the environment first and then mature the market like we did with music and then push people to create. It's the same thing we're doing with music. We matured the market. Now we're pushing people to produce more content. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the next kind of shift in, in the marketing uh, move that you guys are going to do and how that's going to affect and also if maybe hopefully we can steal some of the research you have into everything and of make course, it into we'll learning it, of course and on that note ladies and gentlemen thank you uh, Rami Zidane who is the VP of Anrami and the co-host or side host or half host <laughs> of uh, ghost host ghost host and writer of uh, Howell which is also an Anrami and possibly other podcast yes uh, i'm testing, streaming I, i'm also testing so i'm on a, a hosting platform and i'm also trying to understand how other pot platforms work so for example we realized while many podcasters are on soundcloud if you have multiple podcasts you're going to need multiple podcast accounts yeah. eventually you're going to start making multiple subscriptions it's just not feasible mm. right and in Rami, we designed the podcast artist page differently you can have 17 programs and they'll be segregated and separated and people can search for them Arabic and English and so forth so unless we start understanding how the back end works from other platforms um, Apple Music for uh, Apple uh, Podcasts for example uh, they have my English podcast the Arabic podcast hasn't been approved for months yeah. and it's hard who do you talk to I don't know so uh, uh, there, 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 there are games of trying to to, 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 to to sort of push that and understand you know where can we be better as yeah. Anagami And then learn from them. I mean, Apple created the word podcast, Mm -hmm. right? So how can we learn from them? Yeah, back when Steve Jobs did the iPod, the cast, pod, cast, and I think at least that's the story that I saw. 
Okay. Is there another story? Maybe that needs. But on Maybe that, that needs another But on that <laughs> note, um, uh, you can uh, thank you for listening to Tea with Culture. Uh, you can you can find. <laughs> come back and say goodbye uh, thank you for listening to Tea with Culture you can find us and Rami's podcast on and Rami as, uh, but as for us as well uh, you can do please follow us on uh, Instagram and um, Twitter on Tea with Culture and uh, you can listen to podcasts everywhere podcasts are there as, um, as well as uh, iTunes SoundCloud Stitcher Rami and a bunch of other ones that, uh, that are there um, and Google Play and so many things. So podcasts are the way of the future, and Rami says so. And we're going to ask him one last trick question. What's your favorite podcast so far, Rami, besides yours? Oh, big Haas's. <laughs> besides his. No, Haas has a, has, has a podcast. Hello, I've been helping you with your podcast. Push ours. Say us. Buckle up. And there's a podcast, Tea with Culture. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for uh, being. I appreciate on. you. Now I think I'm going to end up listening and backtracking all your episodes now because I'm now I've I know what the context of the podcast now. I've I've listened to bits and pieces when I was doing my research, but now I I know the show. So yes, you're going to get more minutes from me. <laughs> all right, cheers. That's the commitment. Thank you. Right. Goodbye, everybody.